This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Stay connected this winter with this unbeatable deal from BreezeLine. Get reliable, fiber-powered internet for just $19.99 per month with all-in pricing for two years. But that's not all. Your first month is on us. This deal gets better with a free modem and installation along with free Wi-Fi your way whole home coverage. Safeguard your network from cyber threats and keep all your devices connected and secured with this amazing offer. Act now. Terms and conditions apply. Offer expires March 3rd, 2024. Learn more at BreezeLine.com. There's no place to escape to. This is the last time. On the left. (laughs) That's when the cannibalism started. What was that? Welcome warm-ups. Welcome warm-ups are important to performance. But must always warm up your voice if you're gonna be, if you're gonna be making the people laugh. I think we're ready to start. <laughs> All right, that's Marcus, and I'm Ben, and then we got this guy who's very well and warmed up to my left. Who yeah, is yeah. it? I'm so warmed up, I'm ready to perform. This Hello, is your- my name is Dr. Lionel Bunchy, and I'm not gonna teach you how to make a beautiful voice for how to speak and how to sing. What are you a doctor of? Uh, I'm a voice. I'm an expert in voices, <laughs> so I think it's important that if you want to tell people. Yeah, Yo, you gotta display information and tell people um, emotions that you feel. You gotta, you gotta need a clear speaking voice. Where'd you go to medical school at? Because I, I went I'm, to. <laughs> oh, I think you're just making that up, Marcus. I don't think that's a real medical school. Get out of here, Lionel. <laughs> Come on, Lionel. I can't believe you guys let him in this office. Oh. <laughs> well, I wouldn't. Take it was me. It was Henry Zabrowski. Sorry to fool you, everybody. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they were tricked. They were bamboozled. They were fooled. I'm a bit of a Gary Oldman. <laughs> Yes, indeed. All right. Well, speaking of Gary Oldman, he's a he's a creepy fella. He's been in a lot of creepy movies. You don't want to be alone in a basement with that guy. Dracula. Yes. <laughs> you remember that when he had the tits on his head? Yes. <laughs> Dracula with the tit by the yes. scariest of all the Dracula. But he had like combed over hair over yes. the top of the nipples. Yes, he did have beautiful <laughs> tit brains. Um, yes, today we're man. today we're gonna uh, get a little ooky spooky. Yeah. Our favorite so, food here. It's our creepy favorite pasta. Kind. That's right, the creepiest some of all scary the tales from the internet. Also, some real 911 calls, mm. which I think are um, more scary than anything else, as, as, as we, we love. Yeah. And that's a problem is, is that there's just so many 911 calls to listen to. I mean, but some of them, you really have to pick. There's a lot of quality control involved. You could have gone into the phone one, you could have gone into the 911 operator business. That would have been good. It might have fulfilled some dreams. Oh, no, 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 no. I would have just fell asleep at the switch. Yeah, oh, right. Pretty well, often. As soon as someone starts telling me their problems, I'm fucking checked out. He's stabbing me in the <laughs> neck. Well, you know what? Well, yeah, guess what, man? The G train was late today. So, whatever. <laughs> you know? G train was late today. Um, but first, Very upsetting. I really want to. First, uh, do a bit of a update on Lord Rael. I think I made yes. an important discovery of where uh, he began his acting career. Okay, so where did he begin his acting career? Um, Marcus. Woe to you, O Earth. He's good. See, for the devil sends the beast with wrath mm-hmm. because he knows the time is short. Wrath should always rhyme with broth. Let him who hath understanding reckon the number of the beast. For it is a human number. Mm-hmm. Its number is 666. Is this Lord Rael's band? No, this is Iron Maiden! It's just bad. I just want yeah. an excuse to play the beginning of this song. Oh, I yes. see. It's just wonderful. I just love it so much. And then, oh man, this video is so good. There was just some dinosaurs fighting. Hell yeah! Like a Demetrodon. Because <laughs> Iron Maiden knows their audience. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, and it is just a million dudes who look just like me. 
<laughs> Maybe even a little bigger than me. Maybe. I'm sort of a petite Iron Maiden fan. <laughs> yes, you're one of the smaller Iron Maiden fans. <laughs> Iron Maiden fans. Um, but yeah, otherwise Lord Rael is um, uh, totally fake and he's a piece of shit. And we even tried to start a flame war with him, and he won't even war. He won't even do it. Yeah, on the Facebook page, our uh, good friend We're Adam Adam Umak yeah. uh, created a wonderful profile uh, called a uh, a man named Phineas T. Birdpocket. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> genius, by the way. That's fucking great. Uh, and he used uh, wax fig, uh, wax figures, uh, pictures of wax figures of Rasputin as his profile picture. Yeah, very cool. And uh, ran over to uh, the Lord Rael International Congregation of Rael Facebook page, which is just—it seems like that is—it's like the International House of Pancakes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's their the only, only thing church. that's the only thing that is interracial, the international. <laughs> what they do is like the dudes working in the back. <laughs> And uh, a whole bunch of other wonderful listeners, like Ned and Fanny, followed him over there and did some wonderful trolling. But you know what, man? Those guys are all trolled out. And that's what we were saying. They <laughs> said they have just been so heavily trolled for so long. <laughs> I'm actually pretty certain that everyone, how many, it's like 1,400 yeah. people like it, that they're all trolls. I think they're <laughs> all they, trolls. They, they literally yeah. all showed up to tell this guy to go fuck himself. Yeah, they all, and uh, they got about the day that our uh, episode came out, they got about 100 new members. So we helped I the think church. A lot of our listeners went over and enjoyed the International Congregation of Ryle. Absolutely. They got some great docs on there, though. Oh, Did yeah. Did you see the one that was the fake news reporter, the guy coming in, and just like, what would happen if the Messiah did come? And yeah. it was just what like happen? some really shitty dude in front of a green screen going like, all armies have put down their forces, and... Uh, uh, there's a there is a group holding hands, and they're all going to to worship their new master. And it's uh, just like, is it really Lord Rael? <laughs> <laughs> He's got this weird accent too. He's like, I'm standing here in front of the White House with President Obama. I don't know why they think that they have to put on <laughs> fake British accents. It does not make you reliable. It's a sign of intelligence. No, because we all know it's fake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's get all into right. the land of the creepy. It's been a while. We're going to, you know, we got to shake some of the dust off these creepy mm, bones that we've here, you know, because mostly we've been getting to some real things. Yeah. Some real news. So now it's into the land of imagination. So I'm going to invite you again to do the same thing that I always do. Lay down upon your bed. Mm-hmm. Strip off your clothes. Again, you don't have to strip. I'm just saying. This is if like you the movie Compliance. You're going to end up making people blow each other. If so. you want to be comfortable, take off your pants. Shut off all the lights. Fucking spark a doob. Biggin. Biggin. Hog's leg. <laughs> and fucking sit back. Mm. Let's get creepy well that. <laughs> well, a lot of people listen at work, so. <laughs> I mean, do that at work. Shut all right, if all you're at lights. your cubicle right now, pop off them shoes. <laughs> yeah, kick off the shoes. <laughs> well, who do wants to start? I mean, it doesn't matter. I'll start. This one's called Lights in the Distance. Ooh. A young man suffering from insomnia was trying to fall asleep on ni- at night. After many minutes, he was still awake as it got more and more late outside. He turned on his side and looked at the window. Noticing two streetlights in the distance, he rested his eyes on them and soon he fell asleep. The next night, he found himself once again kept awake by his sleep disorder. Remembering the remedy he tried the night before, he turned to his side and looked out the window for the two streetlights. He found them and once again fell asleep peacefully. The next night, his sleeping troubles were back, but he simply looked out the window for the streetlights and rested his eyes on them. It's like they were flickering every few seconds. He assumed that the bulbs would soon burn out. And as his eyes began to fall shut, the lights finally burned out. He woke up in the morning refreshed, as he got up, he looked out the window towards the streetlights, hoping someone would come fix them. However, as he looked, he noticed something odd. There weren't any streetlights there. <laughs> he leaned closer to the window to double-check, but still the streetlights were nowhere to be found. Then he looked down and noticed small claw marks on the window, as if something was perching there. Mm. His insomnia got worse. It's Holden McNeely! Whoa! <laughs> no! 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 Yeah, that's how his fucking girlfriend feels every night. No doubt Looking about that. Looking over and seeing his fucking droopy mug like he's wearing an old shitty mask on top of an ugly fucking just skull face. Well, you're just being mean to a friend. You know? <laughs> that's what that's all about. Uh, so what happened with that story? The guy was just uh, not seeing any streetlights at all. He was all. seeing some kind of monster. A monster. Yeah. Monster. And, but, it's, but he got a good night's sleep. 
Technically, yes. <laughs> so it seems like the nicest. It's like how ever. when you choke out a woman while you're sleeping next sure. to them, it's like they do get a full night's sleep. Right. I mean, technically, it's like they're being like trapped. I'm trying to by shake your body. you awake. I'm trying to shake you awake. Hey. You know, every morning. Yeah. Sometimes they don't wake up. Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This one is called Portraits. There was a hunter in the woods who, after a long day hunting, was in the middle of an immense forest. It was getting dark, and having lost his bearings, he decided to head in one direction until he was clear of the increasingly oppressive foliage. After what seemed like hours, he came across a cabin in a small clearing. Realizing how dark it had grown, he decided to see if he could stay there for the night. He approached and found the door ajar. Nobody was inside. The hunter flopped down on the single bed, deciding to explain himself to the owner in the morning. As he looked around the inside of the cabin, he was surprised to see the walls adorned by several portraits, all painted in incredible detail. Without exception, they appeared to be staring down at him, their features twisted into looks of hatred and malice. Staring back, he grew increasingly uncomfortable. Making a concerted effort to ignore the many hateful faces, he turned to face the wall, and exhausted, he fell into a restless sleep. The next morning, the hunter awoke. He turned, blinking in unexpected sunlight. Looking up, he discovered that the cabin had no portraits, only windows. <laughs> <laughs> no! The key is to never go to sleep. Never like if sleep. you never want someone to just be watching you all the time, just never <laughs> sleep. I mean, I've never had curtains on my windows in New York City, so I know for a fact that people have been watching me while I sleep. Oh, yeah. they love but to it, watch you while you sleep. But mostly it's just because they think they're like, I can't believe they let that piggy get an apartment. <laughs> but then I get over there with a fucking knife. I stab him in the fucking throat. Well, that's kind of a rude thing to do. They just called you a piggy. We don't have a sh- we don't have a uh, curtain on our shower. People can watch me bathe as much as they want to watch me bathe. That I is know. disgusting. Twice a week. <laughs> it's pretty much the yeah. only options they have. Twice a week. Um, that's fun. So there were just really ugly people staring at him rest. Yeah, they were all they followed him to the cabin and then mm. once he laid down, they all took their place and stared. Stared at him. Droopy ass faces and grimaced at him. Grimaced, yeah. probably. Many See, <laughs> but to me, what, si- what is scarier to me is, of course, is, is smiling. Is the yeah. is the I love you, mm. but I love him. I don't think we should hurt him. You ever? Do I think that? that's really scary. You ever wake up with a woman just staring at you? Yes. And how it's does that re- make you feel? I it hate was, it. It was terrifying. Yeah, it was awful. Yeah. And then she told me she loved me. And what did you say? I love you. <laughs> this is disgusting. <laughs> it was actually exactly like yeah. that. <laughs> did you repeat? Did you respond in kind? I was fucking half asleep. I was like, "Yeah, I love you too." And then when I woke up the next morning, that's when I realized the horrible mistake I had made. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, scariest of all. Oh. Um, all right, this one's called the bell. The bell. All right, coffins used to be built with holes in them. Uh, attached to it. Let me redo that. All right. <laughs> You're still drunk. <laughs> no, I wasn't even drunk last night. I just, uh, I don't sleep. Ah. And it's not because of scary uh, creatures in the window. It's because it's extremely hot and I got a bunch of bugs all over me. <laughs> <laughs> there was just, a, there was one mosquito last night. It's like you it live was... in the nightmare world of the scarecrow at all times. <laughs> oh, it was unbelievable. I was just, I, 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 I the sleep comes oblivion. <laughs> <laughs> It's one fucking mosquito, man. He just destroyed me last night. Ugh. Unbelievable. Strong creatures. Yeah. Anyway. This Malaria. Thing. You've got it. I probably have it. Yes. <laughs> God knows. Those Dominicans upstairs. Whoa. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> they're, not, they're not spreading malaria. Good music, however. Yeah. And occasionally- I thought that was the name of one of their sauces. Malaria. <laughs> malaria. Yes. <laughs> Boy, the Malaria. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, the bell. Coffins used, uh, coffins used to be built with holes in them, uh, attached to a six foot, six feet of copper tubing and a bell. The tubing would allow victims buried. Under, I feel you like George destroy, W. You Bush. Destroying this. I feel like George <laughs> try, W. Bush. No, try. I can do it. I do across do it. the border. Do across the border. Across the border. Yeah. Uh, all right. All right. It's like listening to my dad <laughs> open Christmas presents after he woke up you know? drunk on Christmas morning. Oh, man. And he's just going, eh, over that way. I say, oh, look, it's a Nintendo, huh? Uh, slaving my life working to get you that <laughs> fucking thing. Uh, certainly was surprised to say it. They got some fucking fake dude brought it. 
Uh, I mean, I'm telling you, I was up until 7.20 this morning. I don't know what happened. Um, sweating. Okay, this one's called... I have an air conditioner. <laughs> yeah, you live very so, good. So do so you, Marcus. I. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's fantastic. No, Nearly pleasant. <laughs> All right. All right. No, I'm, I'll do the coffin thing, and then I'll do across the border after that. All right, so coffins used to be built with holes in them attached to a six-foot copper tuber and a bell. The tubing would allow for victims buried under uh, the mistaken impression that they were dead. In a certain small town, Harold, a small, he was a grave digger. Like Marcus wanted to be. He was a grave digger. Mm-hmm. Apparently, hearing a bell one night, he just heard a bell one night. Uh, he went to go see if the children were pretending to be the spirits. You know, kids will play around and pretend to be spirits. That's a, that's a regular thing kids do. Sometimes it was also the wind. This time it was either a. This time it was neither. <laughs> or wasn't either. Or it wasn't either. A voice from below begged and pleaded to be unburied. Are you Sarah O'Bannon? Harold asked. Yeah, the muffled voice asserted. Yeah, I should a real deep voice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You bet, mister. Sure enough, you Grave come Digger. come on down here and show me how to put a saddle on a horse. Real masculine woman. Everyone loved her in town. Yeah. You know. The only acceptable reason to interrupt a podcast? Your dog. <coughs> that was your dog saying thank you for BarkBox. You can take a minute now. You bet your dog. But you're going to learn about Bark. To the company dedicated to making dogs happy. Yay! Every month, BarkBox designs and delivers a whole new collection of toys and treats just for your best bud. No, Wendy, I can't get you a whip. You're too cute for weapons. Every treat is made with yummy, healthy, all-natural ingredients like pumpkin and sweet potato. Mmm, tubers! My dogs love their toys selectively. But BarkBox sends good little ones for their little tiny mouths. They have little mouths, but strong, big spirits. So they fight over the little toys. I imagine they think that they are hunting and going after little bugs and rats. And, oh, they love their life, and they love the, They love what BarkBox brings. Because BarkBox brings the bark and puts it in a box. Yep. To get your free upgrade, go to BarkBox.com slash L-E-F-T. My sister is the best gift giver I've ever met of any person. It's Jackie Zabrowski. She shops all year thinking about her family and friends and puts little things aside for their birthdays and Christmases. I have no idea how she does it. I don't know how she do it. But guess what? She always wins Mother's Day, but not this year. I'm coming back. Ready to win Mother's Day and cement your reputation as the best gift giver in the family? I'm taking the crown. All right, give the moms in your life an aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. I mean this. We have the aura frame up in my home. We absolutely love it. I can put photos on it very, very easily through the app. It's fun to do. And the memories keep cycling and I get emotional. And we filled it with pictures of Carmi and Wendy. And that is not sad. That is celebratory. So you should try it. It's honestly a really good product. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code LEFT at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Yeah, we do. Do you love saving money? Oh my God, you bet. Then Philo may be your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. That's amazing. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles. It's just a better way to watch TV. Get with it, people. Philo has an unlimited DVR for one year. Save all your favorite shows so you can watch on your own schedule. Philo allows for multiple profiles and multiple streams, meaning that your children or significant other can't ruin your queue. Never miss a minute of shows like, oh, RuPaul's Drag Race. You're going to watch it. You're going to love it. You're going to get involved with it, and it's an extravaganza. You're going to love it. With Philo, you can start watching in seconds for less money and less hassle. Try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash left. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash L-E-F-T to get 50% off your first month. Uh, then, he, then he asked, uh, you were born September 17th, 1827. And then she said, yeah. You bet your bottom dollar. You bet your bottom. She enjoyed saying things that like that. 
bucket of molasses to make you a smarty pie. Some of her sayings didn't take off, but you know that was smarty that was what pie. That's weird. You are Sarah. Yeah, it's just, just yeah. That is just uh, molasses baked until solid in a metal pan. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the gravestone here says you died on February 20th, 1857. Young Gale, 30 years old. No, I'm alive. It was a mistake. Dig me up. Set me free. And uh, then he said, uh, sorry about this, ma'am. Stepping on the bill to silence it and plugging to the copper tube with dirt. But this is August. Whatever whatever you are down there, you sure as hell ain't alive no more. You ain't coming up. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. She's dead. She's a ghost woman it's ringing a, bells. It's a demon. Ding, ding, ding. I still think bang, we should bang, do bang, that, bang. by the way. What? what? Have little bells on everybody's gravesite. No, I'm going to be fairly certain I'm dead by the time I get there. <laughs> I, I, I think that I'm going to... But I, it will ring randomly. Yeah. It will be fun. Yeah, that is cool. Be fun but for you everyone. also set it up to do that. Yeah, exactly. Get a little trigger device. Yeah. I mean, you could just tie a string around, like, your finger, and as you continue to decompose, it would ring every now and again. Yeah, that's kind of fun. That's what I would yeah. probably want to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tie it to my balls. Yeah. Oh, his nuts are part of the soil now. <laughs> his nuts are dropping. Um, Is that the first thing to go on your body? Your nuts? Your balls? I don't think. No, they're the last things to go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it gets super cold, your nuts shoot up inside of your body. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, your intestines are the first thing to go because of all the bacteria in your gut. Those things immediately start and eating And all the you. shit in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the poo-poo. Do you mind if I read a long one, or do you want to read a short one first, and then I'll read a long one? Uh, read a long one, and then I'll read a couple of short ones. Okay. In a quiet room, if you press your ear against a pillow, you can hear your heartbeat. As a kid, the muffled rhythmic beats sounded like soft footsteps on a carpeted floor. And so as a kid, almost every night, just as I was about to drift off to sleep, I would hear these footsteps, and I would be ripped back to consciousness, terrified. For my entire childhood, I lived with my mother in a fairly nice neighborhood that was in a transitional phase. People of lower economic means were gradually moving in, and my mother and I were two of these people. We lived in the kind of house you see being transported in two pieces on the interstate, but my mom took good care of it. There were a lot of woods surrounding the neighborhood that I would play in and explore during the day, but at night, as things often do to a kid, they took on a more sinister feeling. This, coupled with the fact that due to the nature of our house, there was a fairly huge crawl space underneath filled my mind with imaginary monsters and inescapable scenarios which would consume my thoughts when I was awoken by these footsteps. I told my mom about the footsteps, and she said that I was just imagining things. I persisted enough that she blasted my ears with water from a turkey baster just once just to placate me since I thought that would help. Because <laughs> you're a moron. <laughs> of course it didn't. <laughs> no, no. Of course it didn't. Despite all the creepiness and footsteps, the only weird thing that ever happened was that every now and then I would wake up at the bottom bunk despite having going to sleep on the top. But this really wasn't weird since I'd sometimes get up to piss or get something to drink and could just remember just going back to sleep on the bottom bunk. I'm an only child, so it doesn't matter. This would happen once or twice a week, but waking up at the bottom bunk wasn't too terrifying. But one night I didn't wake up on the bottom bunk. I had heard the footsteps, but was too far gone to be woken up by them. When I was aw- and when I was awoken, it wasn't from the sound of footsteps or a nightmare. It was because I was cold, really cold. When I opened my eyes, I saw stars. I was in the woods. I sat up immediately, and I tried to figure out what was going on. I thought I was dreaming, but that didn't seem right, although neither did me being in the woods. There was a deflated pool float right in front of me, like one of those shaped like a shark. This only added to the surreal feeling, but after a while, it seemed like I was just going to wake up because I wasn't asleep. I wasn't going to wake up. I stood up to orient myself, but I didn't recognize these woods. I played in the woods by my house all the time, and so I knew them really well, but if these weren't the same woods, then how could I get out? I took a step and felt a shooting pain in my foot, which knocked me back to where I'd just been laying. I'd stepped on a thorn. By the light of the moon, I could see that they were everywhere. I looked at my other foot, and it was fine, but as a matter of fact, so was the rest of me. I didn't have a scratch in me, and I wasn't even that dirty. I, I cried for a little bit, and then I stood back up. <laughs> oh, I'm fun. I didn't know which way to go, so I just picked a direction. I resisted the urge to call out since I wasn't sure I wanted to be found by who or what might be out there. I walked for what seemed like hours. I tried to walk in a straight line. I tried to course correct when I had taken detours, but I was a kid and I was afraid. There weren't any howls or screams, and only once did I hear any noise that scared me. It sounded like a crying baby. (laughs) Kill that baby. Kill that baby. 
I think now that it's just a cat. But I panicked. <laughs> <laughs> I ran veering into him. Is that a baby? <laughs> I was playing close, um, trying to avoid big thicks of bushes and, cl- and, and collapsed trees. Uh, and I was paying close attention to where I stepped because by that point, my feet were in pretty bad shape. I paid too much attention to where I was stepping. I didn't know where those steps were heading because not long after hearing the cry, I saw something that filled me with a kind of despair I haven't experienced. It was the pool float. I was only 10 feet from where I'd woken up. This wasn't magic or some supernatural space bending. I was just lost. Up until that moment, I thought more about getting out of the woods than how I got in, but being back at the beginning caused my mind to swim. I wasn't even sure that these were my woods. I'd only been hoping that they were. Had I run in a huge circle around that spot, or did I just get turned around and start making my way back? How was I going to get out? At the time, I thought the North Star was just the brightest star, and so I looked, and I found the brightest one, and I followed it. Eventually, things started to look more familiar when I saw the ditch, a dirt ditch my friends and I would have dirt-clawed wars in, and I knew I'd made it out. When I actually saw the roof of my house over a neighboring lower-set house, I let out a light sob and ran faster. I just wanted to be home. I'd already decided that I couldn't say anything because I had no idea what I could possibly say. I would get back to the house somehow, clean up, and get in bed. My heart sunk as I rounded the corner, and my house came fully into view. Every light in the house was on. I knew my mom was up, and I knew I would have to explain where I'd been, and I couldn't even figure out where to start. And so I walked up a couple steps to the porch, put my hand on the doorknob, and turned right before I pushed it open. Two arms wrapped around me and pulled me back. I screamed as loud as I could, Mom, help me, please, Mom! The feeling of being so close to being safe and then being physically pulled away from it filled me with a kind of dread that is, after all these years, indescribable. When the door had been torn away from open, it wasn't my mom. It was a man, and he was enormous. I, thra- I thrashed around and kicked at the shrins of the person holding me while also trying to get away from the person who just come out of my house. I was scared. I was like, let me go. Where is she? Where's my mom? The arms loosened and set me down. And as the man approaching me blocked out the porch light, his head I noticed it closed. He was a cop. On, uh, he, everything was okay. I began to cry, and the three of us went inside. I'm so glad you're home, sweetie. I was worried I'd never see you again. I'm sorry. I don't know what happened. I just wanted to come home. I'm sorry. It's okay. Just don't ever do that again. I'm not sure me or my shins could take it. A little laughter broke in myself. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm sorry for kicking you, but why do you have to grab me like that? I was just afraid that you'd run away again. What do you mean? We found your note on your pillow. I picked up the note and I read it. It was a running away letter. It said that I was unhappy never wanting to see her or any of my friends again. <laughs> the police officer exchanged a few words with my mom on the porch while I stared at the letter. I don't remember anything about this. But even if I sometimes went to the bathroom at night and didn't remember it, or even if I could have gone into the woods on my own, even all that could have been true, the only thing that I knew at that point was, this isn't how you spell my name. I didn't write this letter. Forgery. That's this Forgery. guy's biggest crime. Forgery. <laughs> My cousin's so in the Secret Service. He's so got to come and get these counterfeiters. Indeed. So what's the deal with the, the shark pool toy? I don't know. I think the shark pool toy. So a, guy, so a guy kidnapped him and then took him out into the woods and placed a shark pool toy in front of him and just left him there? Maybe that's what he got him to get him out there? I know mm-hmm. Ed would follow it. A deflated <laughs> shark, a shark to- <laughs> pool toy? Yeah. Can I eat it? Oh, that was pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's kind of fun. All right. Here's a couple of real short ones. This one is called Work. I don't like it. You're at work alone when you suddenly hear the copy machine. Are you scared? <laughs> Are you scared? You'll be there for 30 years and the pension's going to fall through. You walk out to take a look at what's going on and see several copies filling the tray. Picking up one of the pieces of paper, you discover that it is a copy of a picture depicting you sitting in your office chair, dead, with your eyes torn out and your throat cut. The others the same picture, but taking from increasingly bizarre angles. There is no original picture in the copy machine. That just sounds like a creepy Work Susan. sucks, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mondays. Work <laughs> is the work. Case of the Mondays, huh? The other one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Am I right? Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck me? <laughs> Fuck me? This is another this is a, another another short one. It is called Observe and Absolve. Mm. There is an abandoned mental hospital at the top of a hill in Worcester, Massachusetts. Worcester! Worcester! Once every five <laughs> years, an old rusty box spring appears within the courtyard of the hospital. If you can sneak inside and sleep through the night on the bed, in the morning, a man with a shirt that reads, Observe and Absolve, will take out his wallet and give you a picture. 
This picture will show you how you will die. If the picture is of the man standing before you, running won't help. <laughs> Very interesting. <laughs> Sounds like a Can mentally... Can I read re- this one real quick? <laughs> yeah. So you're with your honey and you're making out when the phone rings. You answer it and the voice is, what are you doing with my daughter? You tell your girl and she say, my dad is dead. <laughs> then who was phone? <laughs> <laughs> that is on a... I guess it's a meme. Oh, it's I just called who was phone. I got, I got one more. This one's called The Boss. Okay. Once upon a time, I was working at work and doing my job, and then my boss said, we needed to talk in his office. I said, okay, sure, yes. And he said, okay, Bill, you're fired unless you do something for me. Whoa. And I said to him, okay, sure, yes again, because I do not want to be fired because no. then I will have no money. <laughs> then he told me how he was Satan and also the devil, and he told me he wanted to chew my soul because I am not efficient enough at my job. I said, please, no, but he did it anyways. And then I died, so now I am dead. And also, I had to bleed to death. This is a true story. I know because I am you. Your pretty face is going to hell Thursdays at midnight. That's great. (laughs) The plight of every cart pusher. Um, Also, uh, so let me going to read one more real. uh, Do you want to do the 911 calls now? Yeah, Yeah, let's do some 911 calls for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. This one is. uh, I I have a good one. I have an actual good one. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, this is a, a, a 911 call out of Dallas. The, a woman killed her two children that were uh, aged, I think, five and she two. Three, is it that it was three and six? I don't know. Uh, three and six. No, five and two. Uh, or at least that's what the police report said. Uh, and she. But uh, you know how these police reports are. Mm-hmm. Uh, her name All is accurate. TMZ of crime. Her name is Seika Octor. Mm-hmm. So she's a foreigner. Well, she's a person. <laughs> she's a human being that lives in Texas. <laughs> All right. Here is the 911 call from Seika Octor after killing her two-year-old and five-year-old children. What's going on there? I killed them. I killed both of them. <laughs> you killed both of them? Yeah, I killed my both kids. Did you kill something or did you break something? I tell my kids, my children, I tell my, I tell my children, children. You killed your children? Yeah, I killed them, both of them. How did you do that, ma'am? I don't know, I just killed them. How old are your children? Three and six, I killed them. Three and six? Three and six. I killed both of them. What did you use? Did you use a gun? Did you use a knife? No, it's a wire. I use a wire on their neck. You use what, dear? Wire, wire on their neck. You use wire on their neck? Yeah. What kind of wire? I don't know. They are not doing anything. They are just blue, and they are, like, they are not taking any breath, and they are, uh, their heart is not beating. They okay, are, they're both blue? Yeah. I know the police will come to pick me. Okay, why did you do this? They both are non-normal. They are autistic. Both are autistic. They are autistic. Both are what, dear? Autistic. I don't want my kids to be like that. They're both autistic? I don't want... I'm a normal kid. Oh, you just get two other kids to kill your original kids. Okay, well, just stay with me and talk to me, okay? Okay. Where did These nine one one call like operators are just so dead on it's the inside. It's from my apartment somewhere. First, I try to give them uh, the bathroom cleaner. I put in their mouth, but they don't bring it. I want them to bring it. They don't bring it. So there's a wire near. So I just grab their neck and then I try so many times and then they are no more. Okay. Tell me what you're feeling. Nothing? <laughs> not feeling nothing? Nothing. With the phone in your hand, I want you to walk outside and meet with my officer. But stay Turn on the bass all the way up. Okay. Sit I'm down coming. on the speaker. I just put... I'm coming. Good 911 uh, operator, though. Good work. She got a lot of news out of that, a lot of info. Absolutely. It's just, uh, 
We're we're in a lot of trouble as a society. As a society, <laughs> you know, they were autistic. She didn't want the kids to be autistic like she that. She said that with the same way. Like I have seen, I've heard Indian woman just being like, "No busting cream." <laughs> we don't no busting cream. We have no. We yeah. have none. We I have don't none. want it. I don't I want. I don't want. I don't want them. No, we don't have them. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, I come in here every morning. <laughs> if you're I a kid, one thing I need my cream-based breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> That's what all of your breakfasts are cream based. I then I before I come, I I go yeah no we all the bust and cream. I kill my kids. <laughs> <laughs> and killed first, your kids. She tried to give them bathroom cleaner first. She's like no no they don't drink they don't drink. So I cut the wire. I held the neck and I so I, I made the strangle with them. <laughs> yeah, I made I made them have uh, with the strangle. I mean, yeah. I would have rather just drink in the bathroom cleaner. I think. I mean, I didn't know what was going on. Being strangled. With the wire. Yeah, you just your son go. right there is just making some sort of really complex math equation in his head. And yeah. He's doing the beautiful mind thing. <laughs> right. Mom comes in off her fucking shift. About to figure out the how D&D. the world works. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course, Dunkin' Donuts. The best the best donut store around. Either the D&D <laughs> or the hotel up the road, one of the two. <laughs> Boy, in Texas, Indians, hotels, man. They own all of them. You talking about like teepees? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a twofer. <laughs> I I'm, not, I'm not giving him anything for that. That's ridiculous. Oh, you want to play the other one too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's this do is another a, this, is a, no, this is a. You can just hear. This is a bit self-explanatory. Uh, yeah, don't even. Yeah, don't even. No intro. Just, just yeah. let's let's go. When Judy Smith showed up at the trailer home of her son Brett Smith last weekend. Nothing could have prepared her for what she found inside, Brett's decapitated body. She mm. described the gruesome discovery to a dispatcher in a surprisingly calm call to 911. He's in the bathroom, but his head's missing. <laughs> but what? <laughs> his head isn't there. I don't know. I know it sounds really weird, but... Wait a minute. You're in his trailer, and yeah. you see him in the bathroom? It looks like him. The legs do. North Canton police later arrived to find the 34-year-old's head elsewhere in the trailer. The town's police chief is at a loss to explain the situation. We're pretty crime-free, and I think the last time we even had a murder was about five years ago, and we, we solved that one. But uh, to have something like this happen is, is, is a little unexplainable. The victim's neighbor has been arrested for allegedly vandalizing Smith's trailer, but police haven't said whether he's connected to the beheading. I just drew a dick on the trailer. I didn't cut no head off. <laughs> You're coming with us, Ronnie. <laughs> oh, dang it. Everybody knows I draw dicks on things. I am not a murderer. I am a free speech. I'm a free speech activist. Advocate. Officer, Advocate. Go, <laughs> go plant Advocate. the head. Go plant, go plant the head in Ronnie's freezer, would you? I'm going to get this guy out of the trailer parts. I don't know his head. I mean, I guess it's him. I drawing I, guess, I mean, I just... I. I know those shoulders. <laughs> it's got his legs. Yeah, it looks like and his legs. To think all the ties about him for his birthday will go unworn. Isn't that sad? <laughs> Isn't it weird? I know it's weird. He's just missing his head. It's. it's we- I know it sounds weird. <laughs> just, just, that is different. I know. I know it sounds. I mean, we are just. We are literally a community of psychopaths. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> we are all severely damaged human beings. Yeah. Um. Oh, so yeah. should I read a scary Childhood one? Childhood was rough. Huh? Should I read a scary one? Yeah. Uh, now, the, in order to understand the story, the, I have explained the concept in, Jap- in J- Japanese culture. There's a thing called hikikomori, which is uh, it's a, a person who is a shut-in, like someone who is a very uh, – what's the term? Uh, it's Reckless. Not, Agoraphobic. Yes. Or, yeah. and then, or shy. Yeah. So this is a story set in feudal Japan. It's not set in feudal <laughs> Texas Pete is a sauce that allows you to sauce like you mean it. It's what people gather around, it's generosity in its simplest form, and it's a swagger people have who know what's good. Each Texas Pete hot sauce is packed with bold, balanced flavor. This signature tanginess is what makes it a legendary hot sauce that can be used on just about anything. It's been at the center of dinner table since 1929 and is still heating things up today. You're definitely going to want to try Every flavor. The original hot sauce has a famous secret blend of fermented peppers. The hotter hot sauce is three times hotter than the original, and not for the faint of heart. Sabor! 
by Texas Pete adds authentic Mexican flavor, and their dust-dry seasoning matches the flavor of the original hot sauce and a flavorful dry rub. Tell you what, the other day I was having myself a good old refried bean burrito, and I wanted a little bit of kick to my morning, so I got myself some cha Texas Pete sriracha sauce, and I smothered those refried beans and that cheese and them eggs and a whole bunch of cha. And it started off my day correct. Texas Pete, sauce like you mean it. Visit TexasPete.com and use the store locator to find Texas Pete products as well as purchase sauces and get recipe inspiration. And use the promo code PODCAST24 for 20% off at TexasPete.com. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work-life balance can be tough. But Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. And that helps you save time. I know I'm sitting on about two literal wheelbarrows filled with horse pics. Now, part of the issue has been is a lot of these pictures are getting stopped at customs because some of them do depict various world leaders in horse-like circumstances that seems to be pinging a lot of these custom agents' accounts. Now, so what I've done to do is like, so while I'm trying to work on hand smuggling these horse pics over various country borders, I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Hey! Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. That's one of my favorite things about it. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. Now, personally, I'm in the middle of re-landscaping my yard. I like to do it myself because I called up a landscaper to see how much it costs, and it was absolutely insane. Plus, I love dirt. I love getting my hands in the dirt, and I love planting things myself. And fast-growing trees has given me some wonderful plants that I can use. Like I got this uh, Texas sage, it's purple. I've dug up a whole bunch of horrible bushes and shrubs up in front of my window and in front of my house and put some purple Texas sage up there, and it's going to thrive, and it's going to look real good. Now I don't even have to go to a nursery to buy it. It came to my house. Now, this spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEFT at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code LEFT at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code LEFT. Offers valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. I am a psychiatrist, and the other day I encountered a a case which sent a chill down my spine. Some time ago, a new family moved to my neighborhood, a couple in their 60s, and their son, who was about 30 years old. The son was a so-called hikikomori and was seldom seen outside his home. Naturally, I couldn't ask the family directly, it was, but it was obvious that they had moved to the new place to escape from the social stigma. Days had passed and the son went out less and less until he would not leave the house at all, according to the mother. He was now a complete hikikomori. Every morning, every night... The mother was heard screaming at him in his bedroom. When I sometimes chanced to meet the mother, she greeted me with a smile, but she always looked pale and haggard. A half year had passed since I last caught a glimpse of the sun when his father came to me and said, Could I ask you to visit us tomorrow? 
I had never been involved with him personally or as a doctor, but since we were neighbors and neighbors were supposed to help each other, I agreed to come. The next day when I visited them both, father and mother welcomed me at the door. Please come this way, the mother said as she led her the way to her son's room. When they came to the front of the room, the mother suddenly shouted, I'm going to open the door! <laughs> Why would... As soon as she burst in, the sh- she shrieked, Why are you still sleeping? Get up! It's a mean mom, it sounds like. <sighs> she tore the duvet off the bed. I saw it was lying there and was struck dumb with disbelief. There was just one faceless, unclothed mannequin lying in the bed. Then the father told me, The person I want you to see is my wife, who cannot bear to accept the reality. The person I want you to see is my wife. You cannot be to accept the reality. The reality. What accent is that? It's a difficult <laughs> word for me to say. Reality. <laughs> <laughs> reality. A turkey mouse was going on right now. Reality. <laughs> so what happened? What happened in that story? I thought it was scarier than it was. I was stoned when I read this last night. Ah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was. He was. Uh, this guy's a psychiatrist. Uh huh. And uh, this new. She says she's got a shut-in son, but it's just yeah. a mannequin. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and she's only. Uh, yeah, she's the crazy one. She's crazy. She's the crazy. Crazy one. and crazy. <laughs> so you're with your honey. <laughs> so you're with your honey, and you're making it out when the phone rings. You answer it in the voice of, "What are you doing with my daughter?" You tell your girl she say, "My dad is dead." Then who was phone? Then who was phone? I was watching TV and something scary happened. Then why was TV? <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do some Lolita sex dolls? Oh, God. Well, now, there was a fan uh, that wrote in, and uh, he wanted us to discuss the Lolita sex doll, and I actually haven't had a chance to read it. Um, I'm you guys are saying like... it's relatively disgusting. I'm going to say it's one of the worst things I've ever read. Well, what are some highlights of it, maybe? Well, just... first of all, it's... Uh, I mean, I can I can sen- I can read you a little bit of the intro to it. Sure. Uh, this is uh, Lolita Sex Toys is a site in the deep web. Okay. And this Tor, is the Onion Web. I- yes, the Tor, the Onion Web, the uh, the ungoogleable. Okay. Uh, this un-googleable. is from the About Us page from the site, and this is a uh, an Eastern European company. Uh, so uh, here we go. I create Lolita slave toys. In case you are wondering what I mean, it is very simple. Oh, is it? I transform young girls into easy, manageable sex toys. That sounds actually very hard to do. The girls cannot walk away, cannot resist, cannot tell anything. They are only there for your sadistic amusement. Curious how? Huh? <laughs> I am a surgeon living in one of these countries at the eastern outskirts of Europe. A pretty rough society still. Poverty is enormous, and unless you have money and connections, you are fucked. You are fucked! You're fucked! Needless to say, I Needless have both. Needless to say. Needless to say. We also have beautiful girls here. Eastern European countries are well known for that. Fortunately for me, some of these girls <laughs> don't have parents and relatives anymore <laughs> and live in orphanages. Can you imagine a whole orphanage just filled with hot chicks? Mm, desperate, needing love. Actually, I would not call that living. It is unbelievable what you will find there. Some very young girls are lucky and get adopted, but at an age eight or nine, they are too old. Some of the more pretty girls get sold into prostitution, and you could consider it luck for them too, instead of slowly fading away in filth and poverty. And a few girls, I buy. Oh my. I generally pick the, the attractive girls around nine or ten years before <laughs> puberty starts. The orphanages is very cooperative. They are glad they have one less mouth to feed, one new place to fill. They are also gladly accept my donations for the girls. They never ask, and I never tell. They know I am a surgeon. They probably think I do some experience with the girls or cut out and sell their organs. And this is when it gets real fucked up. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. This is, yeah. this is pretty disgusting over here. Um, <clears throat> I'll read a chunk of it. Yeah, go ahead. But no, I found a much more <laughs> profitable business. 
I turn the girls into sex toys. Oh, okay. You can order a Lolita slave toy if you want. They're not cheap. I charge you between $30,000 and $40,000 U.S. dollars for a toy. That is without shipping costs, of course. <laughs> but you will have a Lolita slave sex toy that will give you satisfaction for many years. She's like a doll. but She is a living doll. Let me tell you how I turn a young orphan girl into a living doll. When I haven't found a new suitable girl, I will ask the orphanage to deliver her at my via. She will arrive naked, tied, and blindfolded. Oh, After okay. a brief inspection and a quick medical check, I will take her to my special clinic at my via. First, I will clean her very thoroughly. Ugh. These girls really smell and are filthy. They have not seen a bath for ages, and they are really neglected. When she is finally clean, I put her in a hospital bed and give her an injection that will put her to sleep. I want one. I want one. I Can't will create wait. her for her a new identity and give her a new name. I don't know the girls' real names. I just know their age. That's all I need. At the orphanage, any data they have from her will be destroyed. She never existed. But she will from now on only exist as a toy. I have a couple of elite slave toys myself. Dasha, who is 11 years old and in the final stages of her transformation. Tanya, who's now 12 years old, two years since I created her. And Luda, who is 14 years old and four months pregnant. Way to go, Luda. The next morning is the big question day. The girl will be sleeping. It's a big operation day. The girl will still be sleeping because of the anesthetic from last night. I put her on the operation table and administer anesthetics for the operation to come. Sure. If you, <laughs> so, if you're wondering why my slave toy will not resist or walk away, it's very simple. I amputate her legs and her arms off. That's how you did it. Well, this guy is just fascinating. <laughs> I would say if I'm getting a sex doll, I would prefer it had legs. And uh, arms would probably help out quite a bit in a sex slave toy doll. But yeah. whatever. Well, this is uh, if you... I mean, there's a reason why he cuts their uh, arms and legs off. I, I will. I will. He's con- more of a mouth guy. Do you want to read more of this? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I will amputate her arms right above her elbows and her legs right above her knees. Easy, isn't it? I mean, the, now really, it sounds very hard. The actually. girl will never run away from you. For the girl, this is a very heavy operation, and it is probably the most critical step in the transformation process. But most times, they survive. Hey, now, that's nice. I am not leaving the girls with stumps on their arms and legs. I'm not a monster. I mean, you are a monster. <laughs> I will attach a five-centimeter metal bar very tightly to the bone of her arms and legs before stitching up the wounds. Well, the other end of the metal bar has a screw thread where I can attach an O-ring. When she is ready, you can easily secure her with a chain or padlock to any object you like. My Tanya and Luda normally have a chain behind their back attached to both O-rings on the stumps of their arms. Kind of big keychains, huh? (laughs) Kind of weird. Little troll dolls. Oh, my God. It is such an interesting form of decoration in your room to have a naked Lolita hanging from your ceiling. And it is ve- okay. I can't continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is disgusting. <laughs> that's it. This is like that's what it kind of goes from. Like just sort of like you can sort of imagine it. Like all right, like this is maybe a Serbian film or one of the more awful ones or like. Oh, but the later some. is when they make her deaf. True. The, like, the, like I forget. Yeah. Uh, oh God, this some of this is fucking disgusting. Yeah. I'll teach you to give her a proper blowjob. I will teach her to yeah. sex with her clit and labia or simulate with a vibrator. Yeah. What do you do mm-hmm. with her? The then I put headphones on her ears and play for several hours extremely loud noises on the headphones. This will be sufficient enough to damage her hearing for good and she will not be able to hear anymore. As a final touch, I will treat her eyes with a laser. <laughs> she will not be completely blind. My Tanya and Luda still react on strong lights and I guess they can still see some faint shadows, but they cannot recognize anything anymore and they are almost deaf but think how bad it would have been if they would have stayed in that orphanage you know i mean <laughs> i mean that's yeah, really I mean, that's the heroes. Thing is, uh, because uh, can you imagine just sitting around mopping singing songs just you know like just all <laughs> sucking down soup tomorrow tomorrow <laughs> i'll love i can't believe it mr money penny mr money whatever the fuck his name is i was just like they're gonna they're gonna adopt me and it's like i grew up to be a yeah, little little, little hun <laughs> They're going to adopt you very thoroughly. <laughs> I mean, for oh, gee, mister, I can't wait to be out of the orphanage. You'll see, girls. I'll be in a musical in the big city. What do you think happened to Sammy? Well, you know, the Cleveland Three, they thought they had it tough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I always remember that. Like, always really, somebody has it really worse than They like Gina and, uh, the the other and folks Amanda and uh, the other one. The other oh, they, one. They, they Caprica? Really, Caprica. 
We'll call it's her Caprica. Caprica. <laughs> yeah, they got nothing on Dasha, Tanya, and Luda. Yeah. Definitely not. Luda's not doing too well, although I'm sure her child is going to be yeah. beautiful. Oh, I'm sure that all that's going to work out great. You yeah, were born Thank you so much for the reader's suggestion. Yes, yes, thank you very much. That was from a listener. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And apparently we're the first ones to ever address this. No one else has touched it. Oh, I think okay. it's because it's just like we're going to get shut down. <laughs> yeah, I'm reading mean, it. I don't even know who could shut <laughs> us down, but somebody try, will try to. That's for sure. Um, all right. Are we, do we want to do any more? Or uh, I mean, let's. I, I've got one more that, all right. uh, that I would uh, like to do. I can okay. find it. We're would shuffling it, do you through do our do papers. A, across the border? Is that the one you wanted to do? No, it's something about a bird. Okay. It's something about a bird. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes. Uh, actually, no. I, I want to give the people something, uh, an activity to do. An okay. Great. To try. All right. Turn out the lights. All of them. Mm-hmm. Shut your now useless eyes <laughs> and focus on silence. Play with your nipples. No, no. Once you have bur- blurred the noise around you, Look inside. Look deep into your heart for something that is not you. What? When you find it, ask its name. If it's it is Donnie Pooper. Donnie Pooper? You're living in my heart? If it does not respond, say to it, This is my body, mm-hmm. and I am king in it. You will speak. <laughs> then ask again. Listen closely with ears you don't have what? to the voice you will hear huh? faintly. Then pull it from its resting spot and fight it. What? Is this it? like? Is this like an emotional? Th- is this like a <laughs> psych yourself up to get that big job interview? Yeah, yeah. What you do before like, reach inside yourself and management. fight it. We That's tried to thing. do a creepy episode. And I think we just ended up doing another funny episode. <laughs> <laughs> I think we only succeed. This is our, I think, our fourth creepy pasta episode, and like the first one, super scary. Mm-hmm. Like we really like hit the nail because on I the think head. we really did the only scary creepy pasta. Yeah, because yeah. it's all retarded. <laughs> this is all fucking stupid shit. Who was phone? Yeah, who's who, phone? Who is phone? <laughs> who was who is phone? <laughs> who was phone? <laughs> who was phone? I'm done. And of course, <laughs> pick up your Lolita sex doll slaves, everybody. Yeah, I mean, th- 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 what I would those. say is if you get them, if you get a Lolita slave doll, the best part is that you can make anybody laugh by putting in a bunch of leaves and be like, well, what's his name? Russell. Uh-huh. And then go in and you put it out Lady in the ocean, Russell. you know, and like it's floating in the ocean. I'm like, oh, what's what's your doll's name? Bob. <laughs> <laughs> and then you fucking fuck it. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, not you the do. funny I part, mean, it's though. a sock. Yeah. It is a, you uh, fuck it. I know it sounds weird. Now, his head's gone. His head's just missing. It just, it's weird to say, but he definitely, I remember him, I, he with loved the hats. He loved hats, and I remember, I remember him a, with a head. He had a Baltimore Ravens hat. I remember wearing him all the time, and then I'm like, well, now he ain't got a head. Where's it going to be? I guess you could just put it on his butt. You put it on his, <laughs> put it on his neck and tighten it up real I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. Anyway. It's weird it's to weird. me. It's, I know it sounds weird. Do you think he's going to make it? Is he going to live? Well, I don't know. He's supposed to come help me with my garage sale on Sunday. I don't know how he's supposed to do that, being only responsible with a how to head. And I also Lost told him, I was like, "Well, you better be. You're lucky that your head's attached, because if you if you could lose it, you, you would lose it." And I guess he went ahead, and he was it. just clumsy enough. He lost it, <laughs> just like his dad, just like his father lost it. I also found him when he was missing a hand. Isn't that yeah, weird? I just guess it runs in the family. I don't know. Some people die of heart attacks. Some people just go missing their heads. <laughs> Weird. Good creepy pasta. Sorry, I can't read in the morning. You look like you, <laughs> you can barely sit in the morning. I can't do anything <laughs> in the morning. Um, yes. Either way, thank you. Copters <laughs> up. Let's do this. You take us out. Your job. Uh, <laughs> we have to wait for you to end the episode. I don't want to. I, I don't want to. I want to sit in this. I just want all of us to sit in this because this is truly. This is the true horror. Stew. Stew. Welcome to Alrighty, the silence of you. friendship. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. And Demogustalations. Uh, hail Satan. Hail Gene. Hail yourself. Hail me. And hail. I don't even know. Your just pretty face going to hell. Thursdays at midnight. And they got canceled yet? No! <laughs> it's all reruns. It's all reruns. No one wants to watch. <laughs> Just keep watching it. Write letters. All right, everybody. I love all of you. We love you. We'll talk to you soon. Love you.
The South Dakota Stories, Volume 5. South Dakota seemed like the perfect place to unplug. But I ended up connecting to the world around me. A world where each sunset was painted. Where I felt adventures pulse with every step. And where cold water trickling, pine swaying, and grunting bison became my favorite soundtracks. I just wish I didn't have to leave. There's so much South Dakota, so little time. Capella University is rethinking higher education. With their game-changing FlexPath format, you can earn your degree on your schedule, so you can fit education seamlessly into your life. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.